0: Club, what's up? It is postseason. It's what you've all been waiting for. We've seen the posts on Facebook and we are here to respond. I'm here with Commissioner Clark to do our podcast for the Gentlemen's Club, the best fantasy IDP keeper league that has ever existed. Uh, so we're just going to hit you with a post-season, post end post end of season, whatever we want to call it, after the end uh, of the we'll season. Call it, we'll call it the, the, uh, the off season. There we go. There we go. After the postseason, season. Yeah, happens, so thing. we've got a lot of fun stuff. We're going to talk about some of our MVP picks, rookies of the year, two early power rankings, draft updates, stats that'll blow your mind, all of that stuff. Uh, but first, what we want to do, Clark, we have a new champ in yeah. town. Somebody who has been to the chip before, but has never won it and Mm -hmm. finally got it. It is Bubba's Iron City. Anything you want to say to the champ, you went up against him. So I'll give you the first, the first shot at it.
1: I have to say congratulations. Honestly, he earned it like uh, a, he got revenge because him and I actually matched up in 2018 and I beat him by like 40 some points. So he came back and got the win. It's actually his first win ever versus me. So what a time <laughs> to get it! Um, but yeah, Bubba. I mean, you can't you can't say anything other than like I was honored to lose because knowing knowing how Bubba built his team. So from a GC standpoint, like he did like what this league was designed to do. And like he, like he did it, like the expansion team to like drafting well, right trades to like winning a championship. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think it's awesome. Am I glad to have lost again in the championship? Nope. But uh, it, again, I go back to you can't can't fault the dude for for winning and and really like just staying consistent all season. So congratulations, Bubba. Yeah.
0: yeah, congrats, Bubba. Uh, it was really cool to see my rival end up winning it. I was glad that one of us ended up winning it. So now we can both say that we're holding the trophy at the end of the season. So it'll be great. I'm excited for that. And now I just have to make sure that you don't get it next year, that you don't get the Lou next year. Cause gosh, that would just be awful. Can't tell you. I, yeah. I would not hear the end of it, but yeah, he did. He did great. His team got hot. I think he was glad that he had a bye week the first week, if I remember right of the playoffs, but, um, that was
1: clutch, but yeah, yeah. Ended- I wish we would have played week 17. Personally, yeah. <laughs> uh, that would have been really helpful, yeah, especially because Henry and Jacobs decided to like, just not play football yeah. which is, so, for like yeah. week 16. That was kind of rough to watch. Um, and really did me in, um, but I mean, again, you can't fault his his combination at this point of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey is the
0: the best one two yeah. punch in. And we talked about G.C. that the day of the championship when it was happening. You yeah. and I were texting back and forth and be like, dude, that is a dangerous combination. And it, it ended up paying dividends for him.
1: It's yeah, been really. good. And Mahomes for the quarterback of Mahomes is he literally throws to no one else but them. Yeah. and it's not even like saying that like a boohoo. It's like a literal like uh, Travis Kelsey had the greatest season from a tight ends perspective in the GC. Even better than Rob Gronkowski so at his prime. Yep, better than Rob, better than everything. And then Tyree Kill season ranks in like the top three or four yeah. uh, seasons all time. It's crazy. Like, just you have two all-time seasons. Like, to come out on top is is, is pretty epic. Those two beat one from from uh, Derek Henry. So that's yeah. kind of one of those. Um, again, kudos. Like, that's just a good... Good combo, yep. good work. It was fun. And
0: I think it capped off uh, what we
1: would argue as
0: probably the best season we've had yet uh, of the GC, which oh, is, yeah. which is super awesome. It feels like everybody was the most engaged they've ever been before on Facebook and texting yep. each other. And there was a ton of trades done this year, which it feels like we're kind of hitting that upswing of like people are starting to take it more seriously and more trades are happening yep. right up literally to the deadline, six 59, yeah, the day of, cool. or, you know, seven fifty nine the day of the trade deadline trades are, pouring through you know it'll be interesting to see what the offseason happens even before the offseason happened or when the when the offseason was happening for last season there were trades happening banter going back and forth as it got ready to go um it was i think it was interesting to watch how teams had to um i mean to use a football term pull some audibles in the regular season because of significant injuries and still ended up like doing pretty yeah. well with with being hammered by some of those injuries. And I think – I don't know if there was really any team that didn't at least have one prominent player that ended up getting hurt for a
1: portion of time. Yeah, hurt or just missed time because of COVID stuff. Like, it just – you know, and what was really cool was, I think, um, a I what was – what made this season the best was it, it – I think it showed the depth of the GC. Mm-hmm. Like, it showed the depth of – the work a, a, a owner has put in to their team, like the ability—just uh, me as an example—the ability to trot out Zeke, Henry, and Jacobs is 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 epic. Don't get me wrong, but like if Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, and whoever my third receiver is, like Gary, do play. Jerry Judy, like who? Like my team's kind of trash. Like it, like straight up like you need a full gamut of players so we saw more or less like the teams like a Bubba who had the quarterback who had the consistent running back and then like the or like you know consistency was key but just the the ability to have a full team compared to like the heavy hitter Mahomes and CMC from Taylor's mm-hmm. team both healthy dude's team is crack like just And I'll crazy. have some stats on
0: that that I think his team is going to be real scary next year. I think it'll shock you Yeah,
1: more than more yeah. than what and we that, already expect will happen. Like, I think it'll blow your mind. Sure. But then no receivers, CMC goes down. That team goes mm-hmm. down. Like, so it's just kind of like we saw who kind of had built, um, built into their squad for the long haul to be like, Oh crap, this guy's out. Okay. This guy can slide in, not the same production, but he's not this massive drop off. Yep. I'm not scared of, Um, Here's a 20 point player and this guy I'm going to replace him with is a five point player. It was like we saw a lot more of like here's a 15 to 20 point player and I'm replacing with a 10 to 12 point player. And that point differential um, in some games made a big difference, but in a lot of games you couldn't tell. And that was just kind of cool to see from a whole of how guys have really built uh, their teams and how trades happened. Um, guys weren't trading for like superstars as much as they were trading for depth. They're trading to build out their roster as a whole. And so just seeing guys get in um, was super encouraging from a, um, a commissioner standpoint and kind of like just from a, a player standpoint of like, okay, this is like legit now. So, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I think, you know, that thing that you were talking
0: about, uh, about points that players are getting, like, I think it was interesting just to see this was Last season I don't remember how many 300 point games we had but we had a lot more 300 point games last season than we did this season but we also did yeah, not a low scoring point. was up yeah season. scoring was up and it was closer overall which yep. was which was super yep. cool to see happen so games were tighter people were sweating buckets going like the number of people I was texting on the weekends about saying, hey, I'm going into Monday night sweating buckets, you know, like yeah. that didn't happen yeah. as much last year, which was just cool to see that it was, it was that much more competitive, that much closer. Well, it was cool to see, um, a, like
1: Bubba and I's championship game was the closest one yet. Had five points. So it was a five point, And there was the first one was a six point back in 2016 between Joe and I, um, so you had that. So you're right. Was like everything got tighter, but just doing a quick look through, like, um, players where they finish like their overall scoring. I haven't added it into my top 10 all times, but just the quick glance, I think there's like every single position had like two or three guys who had top 10 GC seasons. Like I had to do a lot of maneuvering and like removing of guys from like 15, 16, like those years when our scoring was lower because so many guys yeah. put up like crazy, like Darren Waller tight in from, you know, Las Vegas, uh, from Oakland there. Like, Finished 30, 40 points behind Kelsey and yet still had like a top five tight end season of all time. Yeah. Just to give you a different, just to understand
0: like what Kelsey did. But like and George Kittle very uh-huh. could have easily been up there too if he wouldn't have gotten injured.
1: He didn't get hurt. Yeah. So it was just cool. Scoring was up in a sense of like everyone was just scoring more, but not like the aggressive numbers, just consistently scoring high amounts of points. So that was, that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything else you
0: want to say about the season? I, I, other than, I mean, I think it was great. It was so much fun.
1: Yeah, uh, I did a couple of winners, losers, like just just some almost like a little giveaways, little awards that I just thought were, were kind of fun to throw around. Um, first winner, in my opinion, like just someone who really won the year which would be Casey's draft class. Um, yeah herbert taylor and queen just the first three like i don't know of a better just i don't know if a better just core <laughs> not even rookies just like core players than those three how they
0: currently look so really the winner wow. is the needle that punctured tyrod taylor's lung
1: right that's what you're saying yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so just just a massive, like, get there. And then another winner would be the Timberlake Conference, now having five championships um, to two from the Carter. So that's disappointing. Um, my final winner of the year was Bubba, just with his first championship. Like I said earlier, he really built his team from the ground up, you know, to go from an expansion team to drafting well to winning a championship, which is kind of cool to yep. see. Uh, first loser is myself. Um, that's now back-to-back L's in the championship. So that's pretty fun. it there, LeBron. Um, yeah, I think I've lost actually the last three that I've been in. So um, I'm really enjoying that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next loser was wide receiver Michael Thomas from the New Orleans Saints. Um, just one giant L of a season. Um, wow. Yeah. I've never seen something come crashing to the ground so aggressively as between
0: injuries and decking two guys on his team and suspensions. Like it's, it was nuts.
1: That was weird. Um, and then lastly, star players health, which you could throw Michael in that throw Saquon, CMC, Dak, Odell, like, you know, just, just a, the ramifications. Some of those guys have on individuals, teams, like, CMC going down for Taylor. We talk about that all the time. We talk about Dak for Fife going down all the time. Like how big um, A, those guys are in the fantasy world. Yep. And and how important are the, the teams that they're on in our league? Um, just no one could stay healthy. But it's a year of COVID, so it makes sense. But just like dramatic injuries, not just missing like a game, but like, oh, that guy's just done for the year. Um, hopefully we see him next year. And so... Um, yeah, those are my
0: winners and losers. Yeah. The, the crazy part. So this, uh, this is one of the stat things, Dak attack still, let's see, what place would he have been in, in quarterbacks? He would have, he's in seventh for overall quarterback points on the year because of Dak, which is he crazy five games. And he had still ended up Dak in seven and he had drew Locke and Jake, uh, Mike Glennon as his quarterbacks for the rest of the season. And that's oh how God. he ended up seventh for quarterback points on the season overall, which is crazy. I, I honestly feel
1: worse for Fife than I do for Taylor because of how important Dak was to his oh, yeah. team. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy.
0: But yeah, I, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for 2021, 2022 season. It'll probably be even better. Hopefully, you know, I think, hopefully. I I think, yeah, like, like we said, everybody's bought in more than they've ever been before. Uh, and I'm excited to see what the offseason brings with trades and drafts and, and all that stuff. So yeah. um, a couple of season stats for us real quick. Um, the So I'll go, I'll go through the categories very quickly for who had the top. We'll do the top five of each category um, in point leaders. So overall uh, quarterback, who had the number one, Mile high club. Obviously makes sense. Team overhaul was in second broad was in third 2019 champ was in fourth and Clark, you were fifth um, for overall quarterback points on the season. So most of those were a pretty steady quarterback the entire season. Um, yeah. which makes sense. Like Rogers is in there. Mahomes is in there. Um, Sean was awesome. This Deshaun year. was awesome this year. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson was in there for Josh Allen Allen was in there. So most of them didn't change their quarterbacks the entire season, except for bye weeks which, which was uh, helpful, but um, yeah, loads of points there. Uh, So for running backs, Clark was number one, team team was number two. So Clark, obviously you had Zeke, Henry, and Jacobs team team had Dalvin cook. So he's automatically on there. Broad is third again. I believe broad has Camara on his team. If I remember right. He has Kamara and Saquon. And Saquon, yeah. So he's in third without even having Saquon on that list um, playing. So Mile High Club was fourth. So this is crazy. You scored 659 points. Team Team scored 622 with running backs. Um, And then Broad scored 582. Mile High Club still scored 539 points without having CMC in his lineup. so he was fourth for running backs and i know we mentioned it like halfway through the season that he was still on the lists because he's been on that list for running backs he was number one in weeks five through eight for running back points scored and he was number Uh four in weeks one through four for points scored for running backs and he ended up fourth overall on that list for points scored for running backs for the season just crazy. That's incredible. Yep. Um, wide receivers, um, that were played in a non flex position. Who do you think had the number one overall Clark? I gotta go. Pablo, yep. Pablo to uh, 2019 champ. He scored his yes, Hopkins. Yeah. He has Hopkins. <laughs> he scored 713 <laughs> points from his wide receivers. Uh, yep. Uh, and van camp was second bubble was third. Uh, Ackerhoff was fourth and Broad was fifth. So Broad is on three
1: of the top five so far. I was going to throw the set out to you real quick. Josh Allen had the second best season of a quarterback all time. Really? Who was the first one? Mahomes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That makes sense. Mahomes in 2018 scored 1,060.3 points. Uh, Allen this year scored 993.8 points. So he was seven away from 1,000. So it's crazy. You mix that with so broad, you finish with your time because broad with Allen, Saquon, Kamara, and whatever his receivers are, his offense is freaking nuts. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But he also, the only reason that he's not number one overall is because I think there was a couple weeks where he didn't start Josh Allen because his point total is yeah. less than that.
1: So I think he might have had three weeks or so where he didn't I have. Started Bridgewater randomly a couple times for who knows what reason yep. why he. Oh, he didn't. He didn't have to start him. He got the. <laughs> he had the week where he got to start. That's right. Hill. That's right. Yeah, but I think he started Bridgewater. I think he hey, started, started Bridgewater. Yeah. So he sat Allen a handful of times, but yeah, he. Yeah, his offense is ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Uh, Tight ends. Bubba had the number one tight end overall, obviously. Kelsey, uh, team team. Darren Waller there. Juicy J had a couple different guys streaming in. 2019 champ was fourth. And you were fifth, Clark. Uh, Mark Andrews kind of led you on that a bit. Um, Flex position overall, Clark, you were number one because you had three kind of juggernauts for running backs. After after Hoff was two, I was third. 2019 champ was fourth. Um, and broad was fifth. So broad made it onto four of the five lists. 2019 champ made it onto four of the five lists. Um, I have
1: offensive that are you 2019 champ might've been one of the, probably a top three offense. I got to imagine. Yeah. I didn't add up all of the offensive points total
0: that was scored, but, mm-hmm. um, I can do that and post that in the comments before I post this episode. Cause I would be curious to know that too, but I would imagine he's probably up there in the top three.
1: Probably- probably probably brought him eye, probably be top three offenses I would assume yep, I would assume as Bubba, well maybe you pay
0: their actor pretty close yep, yep. Um, so linebacking core I didn't do overall defensive points because I was way too much work Because so I was already behind this for the season but 2019 champ had the top linebackers you had the second Bubba had the third actor had the fourth and Holly Griffin myself had the fifth for linebackers overall nice. You, Zach Cunningham? Yeah, yeah, I had Zach Cunningham. Yeah, Yeah. and I had Fred Warner, too, who balled out for a while,
1: and so. Yeah, Pablo has Wagner and Smith, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who are consistent, like, 12 to Mm 15-point linebackers. Yeah, yeah, he had a
0: couple weeks where it was like, when I was looking through it, I was like, how in the heck do you have all double digits for your linebackers? And it was like, 17, 14, 13, 12. It was like, it was stupid how many points his team's had, but linebackers, it's a second flex. Yep. Yep. So I will, I will put that list up as well as who scored what for your point total. So you can look, what I thought was really helpful for me was seeing it. I'm like, okay, these are the categories that I need to improve on for next season. Like for Pablo, he had 713 points. Nobody even came close. Well, van camp was close. Um, But after that, it was almost a hundred point differential for who had, running back points close to him, but his running backs, 348 points on the season, you know?
1: So it's like, also for receivers, it was crazy, but for then
0: running backs, it yeah. wasn't, you know, like for myself and yeah. for other teams, you, you can see the discrepancies for your own team. Like tight end was rough for me this year. I was, I was down towards the bottom, but in other categories, I was perfectly fine, you know? So sure. it'll be helpful. I think to know like maybe what you want to go after in the draft class or how you want to trade, um, to see like where you scored overall. So I encourage you to take a look at it yeah. it's helpful for me planning for the future. So. Absolutely. That's all. Awesome. Clark, do you have any stats that you want to add to the list,
1: um, for the season? Um, just some random things. I'll keep updating my big document. I have to kind of put in, like I said, top 10 seasons and stuff. Um, This is the third year in the row that I've had the best record and Jake Fife has had the worst record. Um, So Fife is actually going on a four-year streak of worst record. Um, But I think that will turn around. Um, Let's see. Casey Thompson made the playoffs for the first time. Um, Bubba won. Let's see. So most points per game. Uh, was Clark with 282.0 on average and Fife with 200. So um, one of the highest per game, but not one of the lowest per game. There's been a couple lower. Um, points against, this one was interesting. So I had the lowest amount of points against me. Average 229 points were scored against me. Uh, Kovaleski faced 261. <laughs> so when we joked about all year about like, people just having their best games like Kovalevsky now has two of the top three seasons of the last three years in which he's had the most points averaged against him. That's so people to exceed and 261 points is a lot of points to have people every week. Yeah. The average amount of of, of points scored against him was 261 points. Um, and then point differential overall and all this honestly you can see on the website mm-hmm. so this is not math i did um i was plus 52.8 so between points average four versus points average against and fife was negative 59.4 mm-hmm. which is the worst all-time mm-hmm. um but i think that comes from the drop-off we saw in his offense when dak got mm-hmm. hurt Mm-hmm. I mean, he went from he went from scoring like almost 300 points a game to barely scoring 200 points a game. Yeah. And that's a, that's a hundred point difference. That's going to very quickly add up point differential wow. wise. Um, Last thing, playoff wise, uh, I moved to eight and four all time in the playoffs, two and three, the championship. You moved to two and six all time in the playoffs. Um, Rough. Just Pablo is now seven and four um one and one in the championship that's combined with Jeremy White, the team he took mm-hmm. over um so I don't know Pablo's exact like what he is um And then let's see who else Bubba is now five and three one and one in the championship. Taylor Achterhoff is four and three oh and one in the championship. Casey Thompson took over for Tyler Broad's team. Oh yeah. So it's Casey's first time ever in. 0-1, but overall that broad Thompson combination team is 0-2. Um hey, Thompson brothers point, running out the rounding out the negative <laughs> win differential in the playoffs. <laughs> Love it. And at this point, uh, the Boudry molinix Fife squad, which has gone through many names, um, is 0-1 all-time. That was Boudry in 2014. They have that team has not made the playoffs since 2014. Um, and Kovaleski is the last owner, team, whatever you want to call it, that has never made the playoffs. So there we go. Um, so kind of just interesting little stats there. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll post some of the top 10 seasons all the time once I spend some time kind of plugging in. Um, but there's a lot, especially the quarterback and receiver position and tight end. There's a couple guys uh, moving out of the top 10. Um, because of some epic seasons guys had this year Um, and on defense, too. So nice. um, Yeah. Sweet. Well, let's
0: talk. uh, Let's talk some awards here. Um, So we'll go season MVP, rookie of the year, playoff MVP. Um, So, Clark, who do you have as your season MVP
1: overall? So overall, my season MVP, I have it as a tie. I had Travis Kelsey and Derrick Henry, okay. so probably leaning more Kelsey. Okay, okay, for consistency purposes. Yeah, yeah. I I think Travis
0: Kelsey is a good pick. Um, just just from the standpoint of I think he averaged like twenty points or so, maybe even more than that as a tight end, which is nuts. So you're talking about having a wide receiver one
1: in your tight end position regularly, which is unreal. Like, yeah, I think he averaged like eight catches a game. Like it was just like, you could have put Tyreek Hill up in that category, but Kelsey was even more consistent. Um, And so when I, I, Derrick Henry with 2000 yards rushing, like, yeah, it took his week 17 crazy number, but just like up until week 16, like it was guaranteed at some point he was going to score like 40 points Mm -hmm. as a running back. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I put him as almost that runner up, but I just, from consistency purposes, it was like, when you looked at Bubba's team, I always was scared of Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Travis Kelsey
0: was mine. Um, I wasn't sure if any if you were going to pick up on it or not, but that was that was my um, season MVP as well. My second one wasn't Derrick Henry. I think he was good, but he was on a. I looked at it from like a fantasy team standpoint. I think he was on your team where it's like you had a bunch of really good players. Like if yep. you you could have had him gone and had a different running back, streamed a streamed a guy, and you still would have been fine for the season. So I had Travis yeah. Kelsey. My other thought was Dalvin Cook was another one on my list, just from a standpoint of yeah. like from from thinking of like who made the most impression or who who had the biggest uh, impression on their team. I think he helped team, team get yeah. to the playoffs in some ways that he desperately needed. I mean, you could also argue Darren Waller yeah. on his team could be up there as yeah. well, but I still think Travis Kelsey takes the cake for me.
1: From a carry standpoint, it was, was it like weeks, like five through 10, like cook was the best running back. Yeah, in football. It was, it was unreal. And like, that's where you saw team team kind of make his, his run was that that mid season stretch there. And so, yep. um, so yeah, I, I would agree with that too. Yeah, I mean, he was
0: team team was constantly in the top fives in week one through eight for his wide receiver or for his running back scoring points, and that was because of Dalvin Cook. Yeah, it was unreal. But yeah, I think Travis Kelsey for me takes the cake as the MVP for the season, just from the standpoint of you had an extra wide receiver one scoring you twenty to thirty points a week, like that can't be beat. There's no way. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, all right, rookie of the year. I think we probably have the same person. Um, mine comes from team team. My you rookie of the year is uh, Justin Herbert. It has to be for me. It has to be Justin Herbert. Um, just yeah. from the stand, standpoint of wasn't expected to play when the season started, got his shot and made the best that he could of it and averaged like 58 points a game as a quarterback in his rookie season. That's not Patrick Mahomes level but from a standpoint of like what you got him for and thinking he was going to be maybe next year or year three that we were going to see production out of him. That's pretty ridiculous. I could also make an argument for Jonathan Taylor though, very easily um, being a rookie yeah. of the year for him as well. Cause I think he averaged like 25 or 26 points as a rookie running back, which is pretty phenomenal to have both of them on your team. It's pretty, pretty dangerous, yeah. but
1: pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My rookie of the year was Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Yep. I think just, um, just from a standpoint of a rookie running back, we were so high on Edwards Hilaire, but he showed like, he played like a true rookie Antonio Gibson played like a true rookie, Mm -hmm. like the weird, like, Oh my gosh, this guy is freaking amazing Mm -hmm. to the next three weeks. You're like, Oh my gosh, who is this Mm -hmm. guy? Like he's terrible. We're like Taylor Jonathan Taylor. I don't think we ever like freaked out on, but we were never like talked bad about. Right. Right. And like, he finishes a top five running back. So in my mind, I'm like, that's running backs are our carries quarterbacks. It's really hard for me to get hyped about quarterbacks in the GC just because I know how many, how much points they score. But um, either way, like you're, I don't think you go wrong. And the fact that Casey has both yeah. just as like, it's amazing.
0: Yep. I mean, th- yeah. I mean, I think about it now and James Robinson could be on that list as well of rookies yep. of the year. I I would almost argue from a running back standpoint, Robinson is sneakier than what Jonathan Taylor was in terms of, yep. um, what he, what he got, um, in terms of a running back. Yep. um, because Jonathan Taylor ended up ninth in our league, and James Robinson was fourth. Um, yep. But I also think Jonathan or Jonathan Taylor was on the team, and I think if Casey doesn't have Jonathan Taylor in that position, he doesn't make the playoffs this year. No, because he had Cook, but Cook
1: fade, like faded mm-hmm. late in the season, and that's when Taylor picked yep. it up. Yep, for and sure. So it was like he. Yeah. So Herbert Taylor, either one we can give, this is the rookie of the year. I'll, I'll give it to yeah. both of yeah. Like I think that one, that's a beautiful one,
0: two yeah. punch but for a long for time Robert. to come. Yeah. I think too, especially if, uh, Indianapolis continues to be on the trajectory that they're on. Cause I didn't think yeah. they were going to be worth anything this year, but they proved they're, they yeah. proved they're all right. So, uh, playoff MVP, yeah. who do you have as your playoff MVP? As you look back on the season? Uh,
1: I want to, I'll check the stats again, but my initial one is Tyreek Hill. Okay. So I just think, um, man, I. If it wasn't Kelsey, it was it was Hill. I mean, he had twenty points in the championship game. Um, I don't know if we can go. I'm trying to go back even more, but it's like 20 points, the championship game. Uh, no, he only then, had 14
0: in the championship game in week 16. 20, oh, 20 was his projected. projected yeah. Yep. Um. So he had 14 and, and then, 17 in the two weeks that bubble played in the playoffs. That's true. Um. And Kelsey was 19, 19 and yeah. 23. Yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe it's just maybe it's just Travis Kelsey again, <laughs> um, or you could make the argument for um, Leonard Fournette for
0: Bubba. Yeah, yeah. You want to know? You want to know who? <laughs> My I hate making this so bad. I, I hate I hate what mine is going to be. So I didn't figure in week 14 for him because he had a bye week right i'm thinking yep. specifically the two weeks dude i have giovanni bernard as his yeah. mvp he actually he actually could probably should be 34.5 and 26.5 points big ben in the last week clearly his mvp for the finals like he was clutch form he needed all 71 of those points but week 15 yep. 29.8 points you know but giovanni bernard a guy who ended up on the season 28th overall averaged 12 and a half points the entire season puts up 24 or 34.5 26.5 but then in the last season last week 1.5 points this is okay get this week 10 10 10.5 points 11 12 points 12 9.5 13 10 points 14 3.5 points 15 34.5 15, 34.5 points. 16, 26.5 points. Like, he hit when he needed him to, you know? I
1: think the reason I don't want to pick Giovanni Bernard is that that sounds too much like Kenyon Drake. Which I know, is I know. The epitome it's of so a stupid. playoff and It's so stupid. So, I think, for what it's worth, yes, because he needed all... Of I think in both games he did all those points from Bernard. No, he in
0: the in the week, first week he played Pablo. Pablo only scored like two hundred and twenty points, and Pablo scored like two seventy something. But the the last week, like dude, yeah,
1: he needed all of those points to get there. Well, I think in the last, I think in week sixteen Bernard outscored Henry. Yeah, he outscored Jacob. He almost, he did double. Yep, he did. He, did. He, he almost tripled Jacob's
0: mm-hmm. score. Yeah, because Jacobs had like uh, ten points, 12, twelve points, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Henry. Yeah, I like that. yeah, Henry scored twenty. Josh Jacobs scored twelve point five. Zeke scored twenty nine, so he scored more than Giovanni. But As he is like best um, game of the year. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Giovanni twenty six point five, and then thirty four point five the week before that. I, that's why I give it to him. I mean, it's stupid. I hated I, it. I, I like that. I was like, this I'll is dumb. You I was like, this is dumb. I hate this, but it makes sense. I'm going to give it to Gio, too, because I legitimately thought he wasn't in the league anymore. Dude, straight up. I I think he was an expansion draft pick for Bubba. I'm pretty sure it goes back that far. Way back in the day. Yep. But he was – But Gio was splitting time with – He was never a true running back. He was splitting time with that other dude in Cincinnati. And then he fell to the backseat to Joe Joe Mixon. And then he came back, and it's just like Joe goes down, and he's like – kind of there but Samaji P. Ryan is there like doing his thing a little bit and then it's just the playoffs for us and he just goes off yeah. and it's like yeah it, it feels very much like Kenyon Drake because then like totally. you asked me next year Giovanni Bernard will be a 12 and a half point player again just like Kenyon Drake was this season again you know
1: I would argue that freaking Bernard won't even be a won't even play much he'll be a Dion Lewis Yeah, like it's just it's ridiculous <laughs> so yeah I get it oh Geo, Geo makes sense
0: so it's so dumb yeah, like Kenyon Drake averaged 20 points the season. Not terrible, but not playoff G- or not playoff Kenyon like he was last not year. Playoff Kenyon so dumb playoff Drake. I was sure. looking at it and I was like, gosh, I hate giving him the playoff MVP, but it it it
1: feels very GC to give him the yeah. the playoff. Geo Bernard, I I feel like if uh Bubba was to ever own a Cincinnati Bengals jersey, he should get a Bernard jersey after this
0: season. Yeah, but he won't cuz he yeah. hates the he hates the Bengals. Absolutely hates them. Yeah. I think I think Steelers fans just hate every other team. They Steelers fans just hate most things in yeah, life. Yeah, they hate they hate the Browns. They hate the Ravens. They hate the Bengals. They hate. I think they just hate life, just in general. Nothing. Okay. Nothing good. Um, okay, let's talk. A couple last things. Way too
1: early. Uh, power rankings. You have some thoughts here. Yeah. Um, little, just like forewarning or precursor whatever you want to call it they're way too early and they are totally dictated on like if your current team is healthy yeah. next so, year Joe Patterson Pablo uh-huh. Joe Williams yeah sure everyone trigger just, warning cool it you're good, just, you're good. Chill. <laughs> just chill I know guys have draft picks I know trades will happen this is just strictly how your team looks going to next year really only taking age into consideration everyone's a year older yep how does that dictate yeah. your team? So we want to go 12 to one or
0: we want to start one to 12. Oh man. Round? I don't know if it makes it worse. If Joe Patterson is number 11 this year.
1: Yeah. Let's just start yeah, one. Let's, let's go, let's go, go way too early. Yeah, we've done it the we opposite way the
0: entire ahead. season. Let's go one to 12 this time. Yeah.
1: One to 12. Number one, I have Bubba champion. I think I don't see Kelsey or um, Hill dropping off. I think uh, big Ben's wants to come back and play one more year. I think his quarterback will catch up to him sooner than later. That's th- something he has to address. He does have Tua who showed signs, um, but he could get a really good like quarterback at 12th. Too. I mean, yep. Why not? Like Claypool seems to be legit. Um, and then Bubba's built a really good defense. Mm-hmm. So a little bit has to do with he won the championship. So I just got to almost give props to him being there, but he does. had just have a really good mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I have team Holly Griffin, um, that is you, Chris. We've talked all season. Like, you're so young, everyone's going to get better. I think – and I think a lot of it will be dictated on how Jackson plays in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If if he gets a confidence boost, like if he wins a playoff game or something, like if he just gets that boost, like, he'd come out ripping because I think he'll get dogged Oh for yeah, how he played this. I role. think even if he loses –
0: I think either way, this is a down season for him. And I think he just gets better. If he loses, he's got something to prove next season. Like there were people already saying yeah. like, if he doesn't win this, it's, it's wrong. But like, he shouldn't get a contract extension. That's worth a whole bunch of money because he hasn't proven himself. Right. Granted, the Ravens team was booty before he took over and made them a playoff team. Yeah. But I mean, I think either way, he's coming out firing next year. Cause he's, I
1: mean, we've seen it the past four weeks or so. Yep. You got Edward Soler who won't have to deal with Bell, hopefully. Hopefully they just give him the position. Um, and then you got you do have a bunch of first round picks. Um, so I see I see your team kind of coming in to its own. Um, third, I have team team. I have not got off the bandwagon <laughs> yet. Um, especially if you look at the core of Herbert. Herbert, Cook, Taylor, and Waller. And then Queen anchoring his defense, who's only going to get better. I mean, he's getting to the point where he just needs to add, like, small pieces. And and if I'm not mistaken, he owns Julio Jones still. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Like, who knows what he'll be, but if he's anything like he's been in the past, he could be real dangerous. Ridiculous.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, team team has moved out of the category. Now Now that you've made the playoffs, Casey, you've moved out of the, like, take it easy on you to, like, you're considered, like, a top six team in this league now. Prove it. Let's see what you Prove got. Prove it. Yeah. Um, Four, I have myself. Um, I'm based on running backs, and they're all getting older. So take that into consideration. Um, Jacobs has got a DUI. Like Henry. Yeah. Henry's touched the ball like seven thousand times in the last three How years. How much can so a body take? Yeah, even though he's like superhuman. And then Zeke is Zeke. He's gotten in trouble in a minute, so that should be coming soon. Um, And I'm really just banking on all my young receivers to like, I'm banking on Jerry Judy to play like he did the last two weeks of the season every week next year. So, and then hopefully Deshaun's knees are still healthy. So for me, it was like, there's a ton of potential, obviously. And like my team has been really consistently good, but a little more question marks than true knowns. Mm -hmm. So, um, number five was, uh, Pablo 2019 champ. He's got Russ. I think Brees is going to retire. Wentz is obviously a mistake. It looks like, but maybe he goes to a team and turns around. This goes back to man. What if he would have dealt one of those guys? Where'd he be? And he's still got, he's got Hopkins and Metcalf. He's got Landry. Now imagine if he gets like a third, stud or just one other piece or Kenyon drake and something
0: that, like well who knows if yeah. who knows if odell still stays in cleveland or not or gets traded or whatever yeah. it is and then landry's number one like <laughs> yeah so it's
1: it's just a lot a lot there to really like um van camp is number six um i think he's got rogers and he's got jones and Devontae adams jones, right he has Rogers yeah, and he Monte yeah, Adams. Adams. He's all in on the Packers, and then he has Justin Jefferson, who potentially was the steal of the draft mm. at this point. Um, actually, I would label him as the steal of the draft because he's he was the best rookie receiver. He was a top five receiver at this point. Um, so if if Rodgers has one, two, maybe three more years, even a year anything similar to this year, like he Van Camp kind of came back forty eight so touchdowns. That's unreal. Only five interceptions, Five for fourth all time in the NFL. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. So he is six. Actorhoff is seven. I think we're seeing the coming of age of Cam Akers, which it's like holy crap. He's kind of running back you at this point. Actorhoff <laughs> mm-hmm. has been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he shipped off. Did he? He traded for James Robinson. Yes, correct? he did. He got him from so Bubba. Has- I think. No, he got Acres from Bubba and Robinson from Taylor. That's yeah, it was. Yep. Cool. yep. So two, hopefully, stud young run, running backs. Eckler's still there. Chris Carson's still there. Um, You know, his quarterback. He's got to kind of get that figured out. But Eckeroff has a lot of good pieces. Mm-hmm. Eight, I have team broad. I've ranked broad this low because just the consistency of ownership. Like... You know, just the up and down of, like, getting guys in and out. Like, that's a team that if someone, you know, if Tyler locked in or if someone else, like, kind of locked in and took it really serious, like, that's a really, really powerful offense that should just get better. <laughs> Especially with the pick um, that they have this year. Yeah. Uh, mixed in with just Saquon coming back. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's a scary team. Defense needs a lot of work. That's going to be the downfall in a lot of things, but it's offense is going to score like 200 points by itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Number nine, the mile high club. Um, I wish he would have kept James Robinson at this point, but um, I think a healthy CMC and a healthy Mahomes. And then if he just gets at this point, one receiver, Dude's, dude's pretty loaded. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like in that overhaul category where it's like, I don't think he's going to last in the ninth this low very long. Right. Um, But as things are, that number 10 is our good buddy, Joseph Pedersen. He's going to want to fight you in a Walmart parking lot for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, joking about it in down- the beginning. But, yeah, this came down to we're still talking pretty sketch running backs and he got rid of Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not sure what the draft or the trade capital was in return. Maybe Sammy Watkins, which is a really weird move that didn't help him this year and doesn't help him next year mm-hmm. as things would look. And so, um, but still decent players you got David Johnson for me. You know, you hope DJ stays healthy, maybe it's another year or two. Um, But yeah, so that's number 10. Number 11, I have Dak Attack, Jake Fife. Um, He's got the number one pick. He held on to it. He's going to get Sutton back healthy. Hopefully, Dak's back healthy. You know, he needs a running back. Like, is there something there where. We see Dak actually win more than two, three games. I don't know, but it's number 11 and then number 12 is Juicy J, Joe W. Um, now that he's on Facebook, this is, he'll actually oh, probably have dude, to say he's going to roast you so hard. This comes, this comes down strictly to age of roster. Yeah. And a lot of guys are getting to the point where they're going to be free agents or they're getting hurt more consistently. Tom Brady played amazing but like there was legit questions of if he was going to retire this year or not. Mm-hmm. Like he had to come out the other day and say like, I am, I'm am going to honor my two year contract. Which so honoring like, also means he might be thinking about being done after next year. Yep. Or he's going to go play somewhere else for X amount of years. So mm-hmm. who knows, but that's just, it's a, it's an older roster. Um, and I just think for where we're going, like he just, a lot of question marks, Mike Evans it's getting up there. Odell with the injury. Galladay is going to be free agent. Hopefully he goes somewhere better. Yeah. Like
0: um, CD is a good choice at wide receiver, I think, going forwards. I mean, David Montgomery's yeah. young. He kind of started to be a thing towards the end of the season. So he has some pieces, but has enough, I think, um, that yeah. are older that it might be like a year. It might be a few years if he doesn't unload him, that it might it might yeah. be problematic.
1: Yeah, he falls in the category with like me, where it's like you know, you kind of win enough that you just don't think about moving things, and then you get to the point where all of a sudden you're like, "Oh crap, I waited too long." And it's kind of like with Pablo in the quarterback situations, like too much of a good thing. Like we only start so many receivers. Joe arguably has the best group of wide receivers. Do you need six of them. Did you, yes, exactly. Or could you trade two? and improve your quarterback, improve your running back. It's it's that balance that we just haven't seen quite yet. I would assume this offseason and all that kind of stuff, we'll see kind of some some pushing forward from him. So
0: there it is. There we go. I guess, like we said, it's been a good season. Uh, we're excited for it. We're moving now into the offseason uh, where things will cool down for a little bit. We won't have a ton of stuff going on. Um, but, Clark, are there any things that – Uh, the GC needs to know about getting ready. Some things we're thinking about or um, yeah.
1: Um, First thing the draft will be probably late August again. Um, We'll get a date closer. We usually wait till after the actual NFL draft. We wait till after mini camps. We usually get to preseason. That way you actually have an idea if you're not drafting someone in the first round who's not even going to be on a roster. Mm -hmm. So late August, early September, Um, Your draft order, this does not include trades. It's just straight up one through 12. Your draft order is Fife, Kovaleski, Williams, Broad, Van Camp, Pedersen are their top six. Then seven through 12. Seven is Casey. Eight is Chris. Nine is Pablo. Ten is Taylor. Eleven, Taylor Echterhoff. Eleven is me. And then 12 is Bubba. And I do have Kovaleski's number two right now. So you have Kowalewski's, you have yep. mine, those, that's just your 12, like for each round, or we don't snake, right. it's just one right. through 12, one through yep. 12. So, you know, you have the eighth pick every round. Yep. Essentially. Yep. Um, so your top three there again, Fife, Kowalewski, Williams, and then running at the top five is brought in Van Camp. The fact that Kowalewski, Williams brought in Van Camp, all have a top five draft pick is frightening. Um, if it's taken serious enough. Yeah. Um, A couple other things, just to be aware of: Uh, you can sign and release players currently, um, but like there is when the like NFL season is done, like basically ESPN itself just kind of shuts down fantasy football. So at this point, just be selecting keepers, kind of do more releasing. I think it is um, there is no trades. None of that is allowed. All of that is still done. Uh, everything is kind of as is um, until March. So about mid-March is when our kind of off-season truly opens up. Um, and then June is when you can really see your team again. And that's all really based off ESPN. So um, we can make trades. We'll make the notes of it in the Facebook page, and but you won't see anything updated until Um, June when the leagues are like allowed to kind of be reopened and, and all of that. Um, And then lastly, the big thing we've kind of thrown around behind the scenes is um, two things. First kind of doing the draft over zoom as in, instead of like me, just Facebook chatting every single person, like all twelve of us getting on a Zoom chat and kind of doing the draft that way, it's um, super it'd be fun. I did it for yeah. a basketball league; it was it was great. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, I think it'd be a, a really cool experience. Um, again, that way, actually, everyone could see people's faces. I think there's potentially you haven't seen someone's face before in this league, um, and so see that. So that again, that would be late August or September. And the other one is um, the conversation doing like almost like a summer meeting. Um, which would would consist of a zoom conversation, you know, as the GC progresses, we're going to year eight. There's a lot of controversy really just from Joe, but about the whole like rookie keeper thing. And like some of those rules. And so the idea of, instead of like a winter meeting, we would do some kind of summer meeting where if you want to change, like you personally want a stat to be changed, like, Hey, we want to count this as this, or like there's a big rule. Like the thought would be, we just get on, more or less just to hang out but secondary would be to kind of have those conversations so that everyone is on the same page with the happenings and what we're doing if there's things being changed that way it's not just me doing something um or not just me and chris agreeing it kind of you know allows for a lot more accountability and then there is no more complaining of well i didn't know yeah
0: and um and yeah. i'm sure that there will be if that's something that we're planning on doing if if we get everything together i'm sure there will be a period of time before where it's like hey if you have things that you're thinking about bringing up let's get it all together so people can look at it a couple weeks ahead of time um so that we can actually have a good conversation about it going in because um, again yeah. the reason we want to do that the reason you're bringing it up clark is i think we want to make this the
1: best thing that it can be right yeah and if there's nothing comes of it nothing comes of it it's just one of those wanting to make sure there's an open avenue for conversation and and know that like (laughs) i i want to take and remove any ounce of like cheating or any i don't even like any that kind of stuff that would seem like i'm just trying to spin it to a couple of us winning it whatever it is like no i want the more that we're all bought in like we just like we've seen this year like the better this league is yep totally
0: i'm there with you So uh, we are going to go podcast silent for a while. We might do some fun things here or there um, just to keep things fresh and keep fantasy fantasy football on our, on our radars. But um, this has been fun. I love to do this. I think this is a great idea. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to bring some more hot takes that Joe Pedersen gets angry about next year.
1: Um, So, you know, it'll be great. Yes. And I think the goal would be to get more of you guys on this uh, especially as we go, is it always fun just to hear people's opinions? Yep. And, um, you know, I love the idea when Chris brought it up because it was like, Hey, this is a way for us to get to know each other. Um, you know, that way, when you see, when you play team overhaul, you know, that Pedersen just likes to hang out in Walmart parking lots now, or <laughs> when you're playing, Bubba, you know what the yinzer sounds like. Yep. And so, um, so I think that's just a cool atmosphere that can be built yep. into this uh, league. And, Helps make it what it yeah. is. So, um, yeah, as always, going into the offseason, I guess the last little commissioner note is my assumption is always everyone's coming back, but I understand, like, life happens. if you can't. If, you can. if you're saying, hey, I got to get a year off. Um, a, I'm not going to do what I did with Pablo's team. So if you're out, like, that would be something that we would have to discuss when it comes to adding a new player or – dissolving a team all that kind of stuff that'd be a conversation but uh basically what i'm saying is if you're in the camp of hey i don't think i can do this anymore just let me know so we can kind of figure out what that looks like sooner than later is always appreciated um but at this point i just go forward assuming we're all in this and it's gonna be what it's gonna be and gonna be epic so yeah, for sure
0: well thanks for a great season everyone this was great i i had so much fun this season uh it is solidified for me that i will be in this until the day i die <laughs> or i'm severely war maimed war. to the point that i can't do it so <laughs> this is why we had kids to take over yeah, for us right well we joked about that man like 15 <laughs> years from now our kids are taking over doing our football leagues we have the gc juniors <laughs> i'm gonna be messed up but be crazy, crazy. Be about it's it crazy all right thanks buddy this has been fun yeah. all right we'll see you we'll see you next season everyone